We're going to talk about the notion that NFL players who want more money are somehow campaigning for the greater good. That's 30 seconds away on 105.9. 100 WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. told ESPN, quote, I want to play, but I've got to take this stand, unquote. Now, I don't know for sure that Lev Bell was implying that he's working for the greater good, but Bell also said after Earl Thomas broke his leg, quote, I'll continue to be the bad guy for all of us, unquote. So, workers of the world unite. If you're the proletariat, Lev Bell is looking out for you. Or not. This isn't Cesar Chavez organizing the farm workers or Mother Jones with the Knights of Labor. Lev Bell is a multimillionaire who just wants more. Earl Thomas has already made $55 million and he's not yet 30. Both those guys should be able to live more than comfortably on what they've already got. Thomas is not at all a victim. He was under contract. Lev Bell got screwed by the franchise tag. It's free agency without the free, but that's in the CBA, and his union agreed to that. People talk about how Bell and Thomas got to get theirs. What they already got is way, way more than yours. The billionaire owners are old white jerks, no question. But it's their league and their team and their money. That's how it is. That's America, and that's a tough combination to beat. I keep seeing how the players give their bodies and brains, and they sacrifice so much, blah, 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 blah. Well, if they don't want to, then don't. The CBA gives NFL players 48.5% of revenue. That's fair. Find me a workforce outside pro sports that gets a bigger percentage of the industry's revenue. NHL players get 50%, NBA players get 51%, truck drivers don't get 48.5%, nor do teachers, or steam fitters, or steel workers. NFL players are not slaves, or indentured servants, or migrant workers. The average career of an NFL player is a little over three years. But the good players last longer, so be better. If you want more years, if you want more money, if you just want more, be better. But as Lev Bell's finding out, there is a limit to more. Nothing is more boring than when the one percenters talk about how bad their situation is. And Earl Thomas, if he's not a one percenter, he's close. If Lev Bell isn't, he will be. Nothing more boring than rich people talking about their problems in the workplace when the hoi polloi face a much more difficult workplace and for a lot less reward. Fairies wear boots and you gotta believe me. Earl Thomas broke his leg and I wish he'd break the other one too, yeah. Fairies wear boots brought to you by 84 Lumber. 
helping you build the right way since 1956. Uh, the notion that Earl Thomas and Lev Bell are somehow oppressed is laughable. Earl Thomas has made 55 mil and he's 29. Walk it off and get back out there, you jagoff. Even Ryan Shazier, who suffered a much more grievous injury than Earl Thomas. And thank God he's able to live some semblance of a normal life. And hopefully it'll get even better. But he made 16 mil. Ryan Shazier financially, he's going to be okay. He made 16 mil. Lev Bell, by the way, is acting like coming back late was always his plan. That's a lie. Back in the spring, Bell said on Instagram that this year would, quote, be a rewind of last year, unquote, and he wouldn't miss any games. That's what Bell said. So he is a liabetic. He is suffering from liabetes. I got that pull up on Twitter. Should the Steelers take Lev Bell back at the bye week? And the results so far are 50% say yes unconditionally. 36% say no unconditionally. 7% say yes if the Steelers are 3-2-1. 7% say yes if the Steelers are 2-3-1 or better. And that goes to show how dumb people really are because such a small percentage of the vote revolves around what the Steelers' record is into the bye week, and that should be the single major factor. But y'all in a panic because your team sucks and Bell is a life preserver. But you're not considering, will he help enough? Will he make the Steelers good enough? Is he coming back in time or will he be too late? If they're 1-4-1 one, and one, when Bell comes back, and they might be, leave it to Bell, by the way, to come back for the bye week. So his first game will be against Cleveland at Pittsburgh, which if he's in any kind of shape, is a good game to come back and get your first carries against. But if they're 1-4-1, one, and one, they would have to win 8 or 9 out of 10 to make the playoffs. Do you think Lev Bell can turn the Steelers from a 1-4-1 team to an 8-2 team over the last 10 games? Because I don't. I think they are a rare blend of suck right now, and I don't see Bell coming back that good, that in shape, that motivated. I can't see him helping the Steelers enough. But I think they're going to automatically take him back. I do. That's what the town wants. That's what the organization wants. I think that's what most of the players want, although I'm not sure about all the players, namely one in particular besides James Conner. I would assume James Conner doesn't want him to come back. I wouldn't if I were James Conner. Then again, maybe less is more with James Conner. Maybe less is also less exposure. Uh. I think the Steelers' record should be the biggest part of that decision, but uh, again, I don't think it will. The Steelers are bringing Bell back no matter what. Bell's the boss, and he calls the shots. And I guarantee that most of you, those who voted to take him back unconditionally, 
If they lose with him, as they very well might do, you're going to be the same people saying, ah, I never should have brought him back. Dumb move. Tomlin said today at his media gab fest, he has not talked to Bell. And that James Conner has been really solid. Well, so is my stool sample at last look. Burnett and Hilton should be back. Bince and DHB might be hurt. In the case of DHB, that is definitely addition by subtraction. Uh, Matthew Thomas, the rookie free agent linebacker, as I said, he's an option, according to Tomlin, if Bince can't go. Tomlin has faced that uh, Ben and Brown will get their act together, and Tomlin had better have faith in that because that's all there is, and there ain't no more with or without Bell. In a, a more entertainment-based vein, here's some really good news. Baker Mayfield, the rookie quarterback for Cleveland, apparently sent a home video of himself masturbating to a bunch of girls. A, that never works. I don't know why it would work. And what are you thinking? And B, it's going to hit the internet any minute. Why would anyone do that? Make and distribute that video, let alone a celebrity. I never thought I would link masturbation to Cleveland. Well, that's all they've been doing up there is Masturbating for years with that football team. This is just so, so Cleveland Browns. Uh, Check out the Penguins website. I uh, did a profile of Dominic Simone. That's posted up there. I do some occasional work for penguins.nhl.com, so why not check it out? At the bottom of the hour, we got the godfather, Stan Saverin. If you want to talk about Lev Bell, now's the time. Dial 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Damn it, I'll be popular in Pittsburgh yet. Hey, Mark, ball fan. I think i got to start with pulled pork nachos. Hey, super genius, how you doing today? Fantastic. DX at 105.9. Today's one of those days I could go for decaf coffee. I had one this morning. I want more. There's no way to make it that I know of. Because they used to have a pot of decaf, but now it's just caffeinated, and who cares about the big fat guy? Anywho, here's something I keep seeing on Twitter about bringing Bell back. In particular, this is from Tom, who tweets, Bell coming back will not help this defense. End of story. First off, Tom, I dictate when it's end of story. And Tom accompanies his tweet, with an ESPN graphic that after four games, their points allowed of 116 is the worst since 1968. The total touchdowns allowed is 14. They're worse since 1968. Passing touchdowns allowed is 12. Worst ever. Total yards allowed is 1682. Worst ever. Okay, so since, since, since the defense stinks, and it does stink, Does that mean you don't try to improve what you can't improve? If they could foist a miracle cure upon Ryan Shazier and bring him back, I'd do that before I brought back Bell. But there is no option like that. There is no good option for that defense, so you pursue the option that is there for you in Le'Veon Bell if you think it can help enough, which I don't think it will. But the Steelers, to their credit, and sometimes to – 
their damage, they never give up. If the Steelers were 0-6 going to the bye, they would bring back Bell and think they could go 10-0 and and go 10-6 and and win the division. That's how the Steelers function. I can't blame them. It is a bit unrealistic. I think this year will turn out to be. It is also a bit quaint. That's just the way the Steelers operate. Now, the trade deadline is October 30th. Is Bell coming in for the bye week? So the Steelers, you know, once they get his name on that tag, his signature, they could trade him. Is he doing that to give them a chance to trade him? I don't think they'll trade him. Like Bell himself said to ESPN.com, they won't get what they want. Let's go to Lee in the car. Lee, you're on with Mark. Yeah, hey, Mark. Um, if you remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, when uh, A.B. and Bell were posting a video in the locker room while Tomlin was trying to address the team. That, that was and, A.B. specifically, not Bell, A.B. All right. Well, I would I'd go out to say that, you know, the control of the team started to fizzle then. And oh, no, it fizzled a, before that, and it's totally fizzled out now. Okay. Well, the immaturity, uh, you just don't see the professionalism that you'd like to see from some of these star players. And uh, I think you might agree with that. but Yeah, I I, I've how. been saying it for three years now, maybe longer. Yeah, I do agree with that. Okay. Well, how... Does I've, been way ahead on the, I've been way ahead of the curve on this one, Pally. <laughs> okay. Does it mean that they need to get rid of Tomlin? Is that the ultimate solution? No, they're just not going to get rid of Tomlin. Thank you for the call. There's no point in talking about that. I hear that on the B team, which is what makes them the B team. What about Tomlin? Should Tomlin be on a hot seat? Maybe it's time to get rid of Tomlin. Call in and tell us what you think about Tomlin. There's no point talking about it because they're just not going to get rid of him. Let's go to Brad on Neville Island. Brad, you're on with Mark. Hey, how you doing, bud? Uh, big fan. Right. Uh, I just wanted to say, um, you know, when I think of Bell, um, basically he's just doing what a lot of us push up can walk into the office with our cup of coffee. And it has on. nothing to do with the way you live your life. It's not even remotely connected. But you have to understand, sir, uh, with these companies, I mean, with these NFL team owners being billionaires and also as a conglomerate, the NFL itself. Maybe they the own the teams. Billion. They own the league. They own the stadiums. But you have to understand, these are still people. Don't talk to me like I don't understand. I understand a lot more about a lot more things than you ever could because I have a tested IQ of 166. Don't talk down to me. Well, I'm a first-time caller. I don't don't care if you were first-time, last-time, no-time, next-time. That was a good way to end it. You people on the Internet got to hear that. You don't understand. You know what that guy was going to spew? More of that workers of the world unite crap. Like Le'Veon Bell is oppressed. Like he's Norma Ray holding up the sign in the factory. He's already made 16 mil. He is the furthest thing in the world from oppressed. I resent that depiction of NFL players. That they're slaves, that they're indentured servants, that they're in any way oppressed. Yeah, there's some things that are unfair. The franchise tag is unfair. No guaranteed contracts are unfair. Those are in the CBA as agreed to by the players. 
I can't feel sorry for a guy that's made the money Lev Bell has, let alone Earl Thomas, who broke his leg but has already made $55 million before he's 30. Like I said and remain fond of saying, this isn't Cesar Chavez organizing the farm workers. Lev Bell is a millionaire who just wants more. Earl Thomas is a millionaire who just wants more. Now, the owners, they're white, they're jerks, they're old. I get it. But they own everything. Are they supposed to just turn over their teams to Earl Thomas and Lev Bell? 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Robin in Murraysville. Rob, Robin, you're on with Mark. Yeah, you're on the air. Hello? Goodbye. Goodbye, Robin. Pay attention. Let's go to Tom in the car. Tom, you're on with Mark. Hey, man. Big fan. I agree with you. Tomlin is never going to get fired for three reasons. One, for whatever the reason, they've never had a losing season under him. Well, that's a pretty good reason. Two, the Steelers hold on to coaches like it was their last penny. And that's always worked out for them in the past, hasn't it? And three, the Rooney rule. So he's not going anywhere. Well, that that's the least of the relevant reasons you listed. The most relevant is they just don't fire their coaches. And I don't understand how you can be critical of that when they've won six Super Bowls and oh, each I- of the three coaches they've had since 1969 has won at least one Super Bowl. Agreed. And, I, and that's why they keep him. But I just don't think in terms of the locker room, you're correct. He's lost it long time ago. But that being said... Well, I'm not saying he's lost the locker room. Them. I think the players still think they respect him. But I just think they do what they want. I agree. Also, They the act as note, they please. They say as they please. They come and go as they please. Lev Bell I, missed, the pre, missed the walkthrough before a playoff game. He still played. A.B. skipped... Meetings. He still played. They come and go yeah. as they please. But that's going to be. Players are going to play. If you're that skilled, no matter what. Well, no, that's not the way it should be. Forgive me if I disagree with that. I, I think if I, a guy I, blows off practice or a meeting or a walkthrough, he shouldn't play the next game. And I don't care how meaningful that game may be. I 100% agree with you. In a, in a perfect world, that's the situation. No, no. In New England, that's the situation. Let's go to Gary in Wexford. Gary, very quickly, you're on with Double M. Hey, I I think this is very record dependent. If they're one four and one, which I really think is possible. I don't want them back. That's a bad record. You're not going to make the playoffs. Have a real bad record and get a high draft pick. Yeah, they don't think that way, nor should they. But uh, but I think bringing Bell back, the decision should be record dependent. I just don't get the impression they're going to see it that way, and and that's just me. With no inside word, but I know how they think. And they see a chance to bring a good player in, and they're going to do it. Up next, he is the godfather of soul. I wish. No offense, Stan. I'd much rather have on my close personal friend, James Brown, who I met when working in wrestling. It's the godfather of the Pittsburgh sports media. It's Stan Saverin. Up next on 105.9. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Ah, super genius. What were you afraid more of, Satan or teabagging? Sorry, teabagging. Great story. Compelling and rich. (laughs) DX at 105.9. Joining me now, he is the godfather of the Pittsburgh sports media. 
You can see him on AT&T Sportsnet. You can hear him on ESPN Radio Pittsburgh. He is Stan Saverin. Stan, do you believe Lev Bell is going to show up at the bye week? Are you automatically buying that? Not automatically. Um, This reminds me of Lucy and Charlie Brown with the football, pulling it away at the last second. Um, There have been too many promises, and I think promises, um, that he made to his teammates, which is why they spoke out against him. So, no, I'm not buying it automatically. Um, He's liable to come up with something, well, you know, I need this before I'll show up and whatever. Um, So, no, I'm not counting on anything. I'm not taking that as the gospel. Should the Steelers automatically take Bell back, or are there other factors? Not automatically. Um, I felt, Mark, that if he went the full 10 weeks, which he could have done, um, I would have parted company with him. But now that he's talking about being available for 10 games, I don't know if they would use him that much, um, it does give one pause for thought. Um, I do think that how they're doing um, is, is a factor. Uh, I, you know, uh, how Connor's playing, um, they're better with him. I mean, I, we can put that off the table. And nobody would argue that they're not a better football team and more of a, a threat with him in the lineup. Um, uh, I would also, um, I would talk to the, whoever they are, the veteran leaders in the, in the locker room and say, um, are you okay with him coming back? Um, will this, I mean, they're not doing very well, but I mean, would this disrupt everything? I mean, I think you've got to take all those things into consideration. Um, you know, they have the option of tagging him again next year. Uh, I honestly felt that if he sat out the full ten games, he would never play another down for the Steelers. But again, now that he's available for ten more games, um, it puts a different perspective on it. For me, Stan, it's very record dependent. Uh, for example, what if the Steelers are one four and one? Is there any point then to taking Bell back and paying him all that money? Because I don't think he would turn the season around to that degree, even if he played at his very best. Yeah, not a one four and one. I don't think there's any coming back from that. Um, two three and one possibly. Of course, it always depends on you know Baltimore and Cincinnati what they're doing too. Um, uh, I, I think it is record dependent. Uh, I just think people ought to realize that yeah, you would actually save the dollars. But it wouldn't. Having the cap room is not going to help you. Um, you know the trade deadline's coming up. Uh, if we're talking about getting a high-profile defensive, high defensive player in here, uh, if the guy's that good, nobody's trading him. So uh, they would not be able to utilize that extra cap money they would get by releasing him um, by getting in another player who could help him in a different area. So, I mean, I don't think that's consideration. As far as wasting the money, um, that would just be coming out of the Steelers' pockets. Do you trust Bell to be in shape and not high? Will he be invested in the Steelers' season? Stan, what are your expectations for Bell if he does return? Because I don't trust him in that regard either. Yeah, I mean, um, I expect that he'll be in decent shape. Um, He always has been. Uh, but then again, there's football shape, and then there's, uh, you know, just being and running on a treadmill shape. Well, Stan, let, let's not forget, this will be two straight training camps he's missed. Yep. And I believe there's a cumulative effect, don't you? I mean, it very well could. I mean, on the one hand, um, you know, he's uh, he should be well-rested. Physically, he should be fine. Uh, but again, adapting to, you know, how you play football, that's a different story. Uh, if he does show up and they do decide to keep him around... Um, do they put him on the exempt 
list for a couple weeks, a week. Um, if he shows up, uh, and this is another factor for me, you know, you ask, is he really invested in the Steelers winning? Um, two factors here. Number one, uh, is he going to pull this stuff uh, about, well, um, that's too many carries, I don't want to carry the ball that much, or the other option is, well, my hamstring's kind of tender. Uh, I don't think I can play Sunday to save himself. Oh, worshiping at the altar of James Harrison right there, Stan. Exactly. Um, you, you know, a professional athlete, any athlete, that's counter um, you know, to, to what they do. Um, no matter how talented you are, if you're not totally dedicated, you don't make it to this level. Um, that is counter to how they feel. But in this particular circumstance, I mean, you would have to be assured that that's not going to happen as much as you can. The other thing is, he said he's going to report at the break. What I would like to know is, and there's probably a financial angle to this, um, if he just shows up the first practice for the Cleveland game, which is the game after the bye, that would tell me a lot about his dedication as opposed to whether he would show up the first day of the bye week leading into the bye. Now, I realize that they don't practice for a full week. They have about three practices. But if he is sincerely invested in helping the team, then he would show up as quickly as he possibly could. Of course, he could have done that a month ago. He could have done that you know, tomorrow, for that matter. Well, well Stan, that, that's what Stephen A. Smith said. He saw that quote by Bellow. He hates to see the team lose. And Stephen A. said, well, why are you waiting until the bye week to report then? Come in right now. I just don't believe a word Le'Veon Bell says. No, I, again, that's why I'm not taking this as the gospel. Uh, I'm not counting on it. Um, I, I do think it sets up a different um, and an interesting uh, dilemma for the organization. There's no question in my mind that the organization is really P.O.'d at him. Uh, and I go back to the day he did not report the Monday, Labor Day, leading into the first game against Cleveland. Kevin Colbert issued a statement. Kevin Colbert is not prone to speaking in the media. He is not prone to issuing statements. But his statement that day, which I didn't expect him to do, was angry because he went back on his word. Now, it wasn't an etched-in-stone promise, but Bell had been saying all along, his agent had been saying all along, that we'll do the same things we did last year. We'll show up the week before the first game of the year. When he didn't, the Steelers organization reacted. They've been kind of playing along. Well, you know, we tried to sign him, but this is within his rights. And then when the players came out, that told me that he, if not promised, he led them to believe that he would be there the week of the first game. When Pouncey and DeCastro and Foster spoke out at him, they felt betrayed. It's clear to me that they were in contact with him. And I don't know that he just waltzes back in and says, here I am, look at my white horse I'm riding. We're talking to Stan Saverin, the godfather. He's brought to you by the law firm of Senderovich, Senderovich and Fishman. Stan, moving on uh, from Lev Beltok, what's wrong with the Steelers and can they dig their way out? If they lose to Atlanta and drop to 0-3 at home and 1-3 in one period, I'm going to have severe doubts right then and there. Oh, uh, yeah, I, uh, they, they lose to Atlanta. I, mean, I don't think there's any coming back from that. Um, uh, when you consider, you know, the rest of the schedule that they have to do, but even aside from that, I mean, even if they, they played, uh, you know, winless teams the rest of the way, I mean, their confidence, uh, it doesn't exist right now. 
and I'm sorry, you have to play with some sort of confidence, you have to play with some sort of a belief, and you have to play with some sort of swagger. Um, I think a number of things have gone wrong here. Um, the defense, we knew, uh, the best you could hope for with that defense, it might be slightly improved. Might be slightly improved. And it might it, not be. And it might not be, and it's not. It's clearly not. And it's not only, well, they didn't add anybody to the team. While that is true, anybody of significance, the fact is that the performers who are supposed to lead the way have not. The performances that you expected out of guys who are supposed to be their better, if not best players on defense, have not played that oh, way. Oh, Stan, look at the list. Hayward, Tewitt, T.J. Watt, Hayden. None of them are living up to the standard. No. Um, uh, Hayden, he got burned once. I think, by and large, he's done okay. But, I mean, all right, Bud Dupree's gotten three sacks the last couple of games. But, I mean, T.J. Watt was invisible. Hayward and Tewitt, uh, I think the nose tackle um, is a body. He's not much more than that. We know about inside linebackers. We knew that going in. Complete and utter failure on the other corner opposite Hayden. Uh, and then uh, the offense, um, it's one thing to say, that, and I'm not going to blame this all on Le'Veon Bell, uh, not at all, his absence, I should say. Uh, it's one thing to say that the running game suffers without him. Uh, while that's true, it just might be that the entire pass game suffers even more because when he lines up, they ha- uh, uh, defenses have to respect his unique ability. Oh, Stan, uh, not, even, not even once the game starts to... The preparation for the Steelers' right. offense has to be so much easier without Le'Veon Bell in the lineup. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, he, you know, he's that kind of weapon. But, again, I don't want to blame all that. Um, I mean, I think uh, the numbers that are out on the Ben-A-B connection rating, this year it's 65.5. Uh, in the past five years, it's been well over 100. Um, it's, it's almost half uh, of what it's been. Uh, and this is not the first time he's been double teamed. I mean, we all know that he's been double teamed since he became prominent. Well, Stan, let me let me throw that out there. Why can't Ben and Brown get on the same page? That might be by far the strangest problem the Steelers are having. Yeah, I mean, some of it. Um, I, I'm sure they're both to blame. You know, watching the games when you, at home when you get to sit up high. I mean, there are just times he's just not open, even on certain occasions when he's singled. The touchdown pass he caught the other night against Baltimore, he was singled. He just made a great catch on Marlon Humphrey, who did a good job. Most of the time he's doubled, but again, that is not new. Um, I still maintain that they need an extra weapon in the pass game. Juju's fine. They're developing some tight end weaponry with Vance McDonald when he hangs out of the ball. Jesse James had that big game. But I still need, I think they need the third wide receiver, uh, and that would be James Washington or the absence of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, then all of a sudden, if you want to double A.B., go right ahead, um, you're going to get, get slaughtered. Uh, but, but right now, there's not that third weapon. Again, McDonald looks like he could be one, but um, it's too easy to double team. And let's be honest about it. Um, A.B. hasn't been open as much from my point of view, what I see. And let's be honest, Ben's missed him. He's been open. And he missed them. There were two significant, and look, every quarterback's going to have a bad game, but there were two significant third downs in the third quarter. 
A.B. was wide open, a third and four. He missed him on the sideline, and there was a third and 12, but A.B. was open 15 yards down the field. He just flat-out missed him. Stan, real quick, one hockey question. The Penguins open up Thursday, and I look at their roster. To me, it's a team with no weakness. I really legitimately don't see any place the Penguins are lacking. I'm with you. Uh, I've I've mentioned to you in, in our conversations, both on and off the air, um, I've covered this team for, I think this is the 43rd or 44th year. I lost track somewhere on there. And I recognize that the 91, 92 teams had like five, six Hall of Famers on it. I mean, I get that. But I don't know that I've ever seen a roster top to bottom from one through 23 that's as deep and as talented and as rich, I mean in talent, than I've ever seen in 40-plus years covering the Penguins. They don't appear to have a weakness. Time will tell. You know, we'll see how some of the younger players adapt. Uh, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, how they do. Uh, but I just just looking at it from – and it's not just guesswork because we've seen these guys play before. Uh, and, and to me, it's as deep, as I said, and talented a Penguins team as I've ever, ever seen. Stan, great stuff. We'll talk to you Thursday on your program. All right, Mark. Thanks a lot. That's Stan Savin, the Godfather, brought to you by the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Up next, going to talk to Bob McLaughlin. Also, uh, yet another twist in the tale when it comes to Le'Veon Bell's potential return at the bye week. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, big fan. Mark, good afternoon. Yeah, I want to talk to Mark Madden. What do you want? What do you want? Damn it! VX at 105.9. One of these days I'm going to have a lengthy monologue about what a horror show this new kitten is. And I really ought to get rid of her, but I can't because it's like kicking a family member out. Even though she's only been there two weeks and I pretty much hate her more than even my worst family members. You know what's funny? You say stuff like I'm talking to Sean McDowell today. And this is so gross, I hate to tell the story. I'm talking to Sean McDowell, and I'm going, well, the cat used the bathtub on the second floor bathroom for a litter box. And he's laughing. And I'm like, oh, that sounds cute to have to clean it out. And then wonder how to keep her from doing it again. I'm very serious. It's like I've adopted a war criminal. Uh, Sean Gentilly of the Post-Gazette points out that if a team does trade for Bell, it's not necessarily a one-year rental because that team could franchise or transition Bell for 2019. The big debate's going to be if Bell plays uh, 10 games and the Steelers tag him next year or whatever team tags him after trading for him, is the tag figure based on the prorated salary that Bell actually earned or is it based on the $14.5 million figure that he was due to be paid under the salary cap? I'm joined by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought you by 84 Lumber. Bob, do you believe Le'Veon Bell will show up as advertised the bye week, week seven? Uh, yeah. Now that he has said that, you know, reportedly from ESPN. He said it to ESPN, though, Bob. He didn't say it to the Steelers yet. Correct, uh, which I find ridiculous. Uh, if he's talking with anybody... Even if it's not him, say it's the agent. The agent should be talking well, to the Well, right, Steelers Bob, first. but talking to ESPN, 
allows him to do some PR work, to mend some fences. And clearly, looking at that interview with Jeremy Fowler at ESPN, he is in full-blown retreat in that regard. I agree with you. I think that things have not worked out the way that Lev Bell thought they were going to. Uh, I think that the agent is in damage control right now. And that's why I think, Mark, that when, you know, until last night, until we heard this new news that he was planning on showing up in the week leading up to uh, Cleveland, he had all the cards. I mean, he had all hand, if you will. Um, I think the Steelers get some of that now because the Steelers were actively looking to move him. The Steelers had put out there maybe a second round and a good player is what everybody is reporting. I think that that's still valid. I think that once they get Lev Bell in, they sign him. I think that the wheels still continue to try and trade him because so much damage done right now in the locker room and with everything else between the relationship of Bell and the Steelers. Now, do you believe Bell will show up in shape? Do you believe he'll show up dedicated to the cause? Do you believe he'll show up not high? I think he'll show up in better shape than he was on the jet ski. Um, You see reports that he's been working with this footwork guy down in Miami that he's always worked with, and that guy is, you know, the best of what he does. I think that's to help his stage work for his rap career, Bob. Yeah, (laughs) well, the way this, uh, this has gone, you know, I wouldn't doubt anything so far, but, um, I think he'll show up in better shape than he is right now. But, I don't but don't think forget, he'll show Bob, up like, I, like I said to Stan, this is two straight training camps he skipped now. Right. There's a cumulative effect. I can't believe he'll be in better shape than he was when he showed up last year after skipping training camp, and that wasn't great shape. And it took him a while to get in any kind of a groove. If anything, I think he'll show up in appreciably worse shape. Yeah, well, what I think is he'll show up in better shape than he was a couple of weeks ago. I think he'll really put, you know, now that he has it out there that he's showing up, um, he'll show up in better shape. But I agree with you. Those, you know, people who are poo-pooing not being there for two training camps in a row and with a slow start last year, I think that that adds up and I think it's to his detriment. And that's part of the reason why... His status has lost some of its luster right now. And why I still think the Steelers will be able to trade him and get a good return for helping their team now. It's going to be t- – it's it's a huge decision. So you're really though. sold on the Steelers trading him still? I am. I, I just don't think they can get the return. Don't you think it works out better for the Steelers, though? Oh, I think anything that involves Lev Bell never being on the team again is what's best for the Steelers despite his ability, which brings me to, should the Steelers automatically take – Bell back, even if they're one four and one. I mean, if they're one four and one, you're basically bringing Bell in to play out the string for eight fifty five k a game, and that doesn't make any sense. I do because once you have him signed, now you can manipulate what happens with him. You can either keep him on the roster if you have a chance at improving yourself in the season, and you know that all depends on if they win this week against the Falcons or. Again, it gives them the advantage to moving him. They don't ask for they don't have to ask for Lev Bell's permission to move him once he signs that tender. That's correct. So that gives them all Maybe he's the, signing to be traded. Maybe he knows something we don't know. That could be part of it. But again, I think that the way the way he looks right now, Mark, and the way this hasn't the worked The timing out, would suggest that's a possibility, wouldn't it? Yeah, it absolutely would. It just looks like all the chips now are in the Steelers' hands, so um moving him would be the best option and it, it him signing, him coming in and signing, gives them every opportunity to do that. That's Bob McLaughlin. He's brought to you by 84 Lumber. In just 30 seconds, we're going to pay tribute to the weekly media event that is such a sensation, the Mike Tomlin press conference. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X.